we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 3rd, 2019. Now, what I'm doing here, and this is going to be a little confusing, I'm going to be posting this part one teaching first, hopefully tonight, dated for July 3rd, 2019. This is probably going to be two to three parts, this first part. And then you're going to see, I'm going to post the same night two more teachings, which I recorded two days ago, but I have not been able to get back to recording until tonight. Um, just so beyond with the news cycle now, so beyond with inquiries, questions, and just the ministry in general, um, that I am just becoming totally overwhelmed with what is trying to, with what is actually going on here. Now, the reason I'm doing it this way is because today we have um, American submarine possibly torpedoed and sunk off the Alaskan coast. I'm going to say possibly because I wasn't there, but I'll tell you what, I'm seeing a lot of confirmation about this on alternative media. Um, it's even on the Drudge Report as far as why Mike Pence um, uh, was turned around today, possibly in mid-flight, um, why the Kremlin and Putin are having emergency meetings, why Trump cleared his schedule all of a sudden. Uh, they're admitting, the, the even in the open press, they're admitting to a Russian sub where they had 14 deaths. Um, but the cover story, I don't buy, personally. And with all of the tension now between the U.S., Iran, Russia, I mean, they just sent their largest carrier it's already docked in Cuba. I just talked about this. Well, actually, you're going to probably hear about it in the next. It's probably going to be, okay, so part, uh, just, and I'll have it all in order, but like today, um, July 3rd, 2019, part one, two, three, and then right behind that, you're going to see a different date, which is July 1st, part one and two. Now, that's vitally important information as well. So, in other words, this is just kind of like a big mega study, but I had to move this to the head of the line because if this goes hot, I don't want it being buried in part three of my current event and weekly Bible study listed for um, the 1st of July. It's just, it's not going to make sense. So I apologize about it, but it's just kind of the way it has to work this week. I don't think I've ever done that before in all my years of ministry. Uh, but then again, I've never been so overwhelmed with, with breaking news that could be World War III like cataclysmic. So... This is not just coming from Hal Turner. This is from multiple different news, alternative news sources at this point. This isn't just one source here. And right now, at the time of this recording, this is the most, I have, I have scanned every single alternative news site that typically would put out cutting edge news. And I have tried to compile all of the pertinent facts into one organized format here uh, because there's a lot of information out there on it, but a lot of it's redundant. So I'm going to try to simplify it for us. An American submarine operating off the coast of Alaska was reportedly torpedoed and sunk during a, they call it a firefight. It's not a firefight underwater, but it's a torpedo fight with a Russian submarine after the American sub allegedly intercepted the Russian sub in American waters. There, there's been talk about that there's underwater cabling that has to do with our communications and speculation that possibly this russian sub was interfering with that and they got caught red-handed and 
they fired at us, we fired at them. Um, our torpedo evidently resulted in 14 deaths on their end, and their torpedo either totally destroyed our sub underwater, um, or Hawk, who um, who is affiliated with Steve Quayle, was saying that the sub might have had to um, surface immediately, but then it was scuttled, meaning it was sunk. So hopefully... Uh, the American, I, I mean, I don't want anybody to die. I'm just saying, hopefully the Americans got off there alive, you know, but they, they might not have, they might have all been killed. That's more, when I read this from the sources I've seen, that's more likely, it seems. Um, the Russian submarine allegedly sustained heavy damage in the fight with upwards of 14 crew killed. And that's, that's open source news right now. That's, but see, they're not using that. They're saying a fire broke out on the sub and the fumes killed 14 people okay that's what russian sources are saying so remember they they always want whether it's russian side or our side they always want to control the narrative always so um but it made it back to its base in russia and a lot of people said well how could it make its backs to its back to its base in russia when it was like i don't know over 2000 miles away and that was another good question Anyway, um, I have calls into the Pentagon and my intel sources, this is Hal Turner saying, seeking to confirm or deny this information. Now, I'm on his subscriber list, so I get like the the, the subscriber-only intel. And some of this is so subscriber-only intel and some of it's not. The first part is kind of not. More the last part I'll, I'll be going over is. Because I wanted to be able to get you the most cutting-edge information when, whenever possible. Uh, let's see here. So he's he his calls into the Pentagon and his intel sources. He's seeking to confirm or deny this information. No word on U.S. casualties as of this point. Emergency meetings have been taking place at the White House this afternoon, even with Vice President President Pence being called back to the White House and having to cancel his scheduled trip to New Hampshire. Now they were they were downplaying it in the news, but it is the number one thing up there on Drudge. Um, so that happened. Now there's there was, I I saw one version where his air 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 force two because president trump is air force one air force two never let the left the tarmac at washington dc airport i guess whatever it's called um and then i i heard i read one account where the plane turned back midair i, I don't know which is the correct one but there's two versions of that out there as pence was called back word broke out in the russian media that the russian president vladimir putin canceled a public event he had long scheduled and diverted immediately for a meeting with his defense minister. At that meeting, both Putin and the defense minister, minister summoned the general secretary of the Russian armed forces to the meeting. Now, why would they do this if they just had 14 guys die in a, in a uh, fire on a sub because they inhaled fumes and it was just a terrible accident? It doesn't make a lot of sense. While that was taking place, the European Union headquarters in Brussels, Belgium, called an emergency meeting of the EU National Security Council. And separately, the British government called a, it's called a COBRA, all capital letters, meaning for its government. And this is a developing story. So the thing is, is, you know, where there's smoke, there's typically fire. You've got all this stuff going on. And if, and there's got to be a reason behind it. And it doesn't make sense if the reason is just, 14 guys died on a russian sub because it caught fire so fire underwater and um in the sub and uh they died of inhalation fumes and there was nothing nefarious a lot of weird stuff going on if that's the case 
This is the covert intel from Hal Turner. Talks are in place at the White House about possible military strike on Iran. According to my sources, this most likely has something to do with the Russian submarine attack. Now remember, Russia's already got their their largest, most advanced, you know, it was battleship destroyer, I don't know, already stationed at Cuba, probably a lot more other ships as well over there. Um, they have been, you know, Putin has been warning, you know, one one false move on any side. I think that was in, in parts one and two of the next study. You'll you'll hear here the my my one on the first I did. Uh, one false move, and you know everything could be over. And, he, and he's true. It's it is right. I mean we're we're that close to World War Three, and you know the way it's looking right now. It might come through Russia and then spread to Iran because, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I mean, they're going to all they're going to all align if this happens, because obviously allies are something that's good in war. Now, I'm not saying this isn't scripted. I'm not saying that because I've said that for a long time. Um, was this set in motion by design on purpose to have some type of confrontation like this you know good good chance i don't know but if it ends up happening the bottom line is is it's still going to be world war three most likely unless you know cooler heads prevail okay so i'm going into okay so he had he had an update at 303 p.m this is the, his his covert inv- intel 22 f 20 I'm sorry, 12 F-22 Raptor fighter jets are reportedly now in position in the Persian Gulf. Our, our guys. Remember, we have been pre-positioning troops now for a while. And this is what the David Goldberg guy said, that they're going to pre-position troops and, and ramp this thing up and ramp this thing up. Until, and this may be part of that whole ramping up process, just like we've been seeing. Oh, they attack, they're attacking carriers or, or, or uh, tankers over there. They they did it in United Arab Emirates. Now they did it in the Strait of Hormuz. They're blaming everything on Iran, and they're they're imposing all these sanctions on them. Iran just exceeded the uranium enrichment thing today. They did it by design on purpose. They said they were going to do it because they're they're doing this to try to fight the sanctions. That's going to bring more sanctions on them now from the European Union because we've already put sanctions on them, but we're putting more on. We're using cyber attacks to attack them. I mean, it's right out in the open news. We're doing basically everything we can do to provoke Iran into war. And they're very, very um, confident and cocky on their end. They're very, and again, if you have somebody like Russia behind you, Rick Wiles did a thing the other day that said that, that they may have this, some kind of like advanced energy source. Um that he did a whole you you can go up to true true news or whatever and look at that he did a big report interviewed this guy and he wrote a whole book about it and they've got this and so that might be why they're so incredibly but they may think well, we've got imam Mahdi, our coming awaited savior you know they're they're um they're again they're coming awaited savior who they've been waiting for which they believe will only come through much bloodshed i've been talking about him for years um they've got most likely russia and china will probably back them russia for sure and then other probably countries in the middle east potentially who knows else and maybe they've got a lot of tricks up their sleeve we're not aware of 
And so they may be um, acting the way they're acting. I mean, they're, they're very, very much provoked and they kind of have every right to feel that way. I've been documenting that in the last, again, because not because I'm team Iran, I'm not, okay? I've done more studies exposing Islam than probably any other subject since I've been in ministry. So don't think I'm going over to that camp um, because there's a lot of Christian ministries out there that because they're so against what the synagogue of Satan and Israel is doing, that by default puts them on the side of the Muslims. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try to always have balance. But we could, I mean, again, maybe this will just keep, maybe this is just the ramping up process until we get to October, until we have a sufficient amount of troops. But, you know, things don't always go perfect. And there's warring factions within the Illuminati. And, and who knows? I mean, this is just like a powder keg. It's not like, yes, it's theater, but I don't think that everybody's on the same page with a the theater script is the point I'm trying to make. And I think in the end, Satan wants order out of chaos. So he's, as many, as, as, the sooner we can get the show on the road, the better for Satan. He just wants to see death, destruction, and killing. So um, just something to think about. Okay, so then he put out another update at 3.11 p.m., and this is all this is all real. I mean, this is happening. I, he's not the only one that um, put this information out. A joint communique of the foreign ministers of France, Germany, and the United Kingdom, and the high representative of the European Union. Um, we are extremely concerned by Iran's announcement that it has exceeded the limit of its low enriched uranium stockpile, authorized by the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. The International Atomic Energy Agency has confirmed this information. And Iran has been right out in the open with this. They, they told them, they're like, listen, we're warning you, we're going to exceed this if you keep slapping these sanctions on us and keep pigeonholing us and trying to ruin our economy. We're going to do this. And so they, they, were, up, they were above board, as far as I can see about that. Now, granted, I think they've had nukes since 1980, 1998, 1999. I got into that in a recent study. It sounds like they've had them that long. So, you know. It may be all a total moot point as far as them not having nuclear weapons. They probably do. And that might be another reason they're so cocky. You know? We've been clear and consistent. Our commitment... Now, this is the... This is this European Union making this announcement. Um, we have been clear and consistent. Our commitment to the nuclear deal depends on its full respect by Iran. We regret this decision by Iran, which calls into question an essential instrument in the fight against nuclear proliferation. Because they, they're trying to say, we don't want you to have nukes. And most likely already do anyway. But we call on Iran to reverse this decision and to refrain from any further action that calls into question this nuclear agreement. We are urgently reviewing the next steps within, this, within our provisions and in close coordination with other participants. So that happened today. Now, that was something that we've been warning about. That when, when that kicked in, that was going to be a whole other level of sanctions on Iran, now from multiple companies in the European Union, which is going to further wreck their economy. So now they're even going to be madder. Okay. So then the last update he did in this particular one, 7.30, oh no, um, I'm sorry, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Despite my inquiries to the Pentagon, Lieutenant Colonel Carla Gleason has failed to respond for several hours. Evidently, that's his contact. No confirmation, no denial. Well, if you were on the verge of going to war and the, and the situation was very fluid, yeah, you're probably going to be pretty tight-lipped because you've probably been told by everyone, even your 
commanding officers that you need to, you know, keep your mouth shut. And then he did another update at 7.36 p.m. He says, I will give this intel to you exactly how I got it. Make of it what you will. It says, quote, an unnatural mobilization at U.S. and Western military bases in the Persian Gulf and in the Gulf states is taking place. Remember I played the thing? Oh, I don't even know if I... I'm trying to remember. I put out so much content, but there was... I think it was the last study I did that you haven't heard yet, but in... This is part one or part two. I got intel from a listener whose um, son is stationed in... Oh, man, what is it? Yemen or Kuwait or... I don't know. And he 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 posted a picture... Now, I made this totally anonymous, but it posted a picture of the new war medals they're going to be giving away in when we go to war with Iran. They're special medals just for the Iranian conflict. It's that much of a done deal in the military. And you you saw it in the back. This was not Photoshop. This was from one of my listeners. And I think I'm the only one on the internet that has that intel releasing it. You need to make sure that when you listen to part one or two, you make sure you look at the PDF for that because there's going to be two separate pdfs for the teaching that i will be releasing hopefully late late tonight which will be early wednesday morning july 3rd 2019 sorry it's so confusing but if you just listen to them straight through like you would normally do you'll you'll get all up to speed but but you might really want to look at the the pdf for that because this is a done deal there are we're not pre-positioning troops to pull them back we're doing an on-purpose, by design, up front. They're already telling you there's special war medals. They're showing them in the PowerPoint presentation. There's two different kinds for this Iranian conflict. Medals that have never been given out before. <laughs> so, when I read in a natural mobilization at U.S. and military bases in the Persian Gulf and in the Gulf states is taking place, well, that's already been taking place, but now it sounds like they're ramping it up even more. I don't know what DEFCON level we're at, but, you know. So, going further, this was on Steve Quayle. This is from Hawk, and it's entitled Urgent Consultations in Washington, um, Moscow, Urgent Consultations in Washington and Moscow on reported U.S.-Russian submarines in firefight. Now, he's saying, here's the, Deb, the Debka Files account that confirms what deep background ears is reporting from his sources. Debka is not the only one reporting on this, but they are one of them. And um, i give you the link there. Okay, They haven't updated that in hours and hours and hours. Okay, Hal Turner is typically the one on this type of information that updates the most. Now, Hawk goes on to say in his broken gibberish military speak language because <laughs> if you've ever heard him he's real super military I, I mean he talks about going full wild weasel and i think we've went we're, we're getting to the point of full wild weasel which i'm not 100 percent sure what that means but i just love the term wild weasel anyway allegedly a u.s sub fired back at russians and hit the sub that fired at them and then the u.s sub possibly did an emergency blow but it must be scuttled. And I believe that, I don't know, scuttled means, I guess, probably sunk or whatever. Um, so uh, emergency blow, I mean, they, ha they, had, they had to surface immediately. And just for the sake of, and I, I hope to God that's the case where all of our guys didn't die. 
when this happened. Marine guards were left off posts at White House. And allegedly the president, President Trump, taken to a bunker or to a plane with question marks. We don't know. We don't know. Now, remember, they've got this big thing, I think, planned for uh, Washington, D.C. on 4th of July. And I'm pretty sure Trump's supposed to be there. Not saying he's not going to. And I'm not saying anything is going to come of any of this. But this is the main lead report. And I'm a watchman, and I've got to at least make you aware of this. Okay? I hope that, you know, but it's just I'm, I'm not getting, I haven't seen one thing today that says this is all some type of um, big diversion lie. I haven't seen that. There's just too much other stuff going on with the president, with Vladimir Putin and his defense guys. And with the, I mean, it's just, there's too much other stuff going on that I've mentioned when it quite makes sense. If there was nothing to any of this. He goes on to say, Takamo plane is the ears sources have taken off. Now, I'm not 100% sure what that means. And can call the ball if necessary for the president. Um, call the ball means to commit to a course of action. Make a final decision about a course of action. It's derived from U.S. Navy terminology for an avia- a naval aviator confirming he has the optical optical landing aids in sight prior to landing on an aircraft carrier you first heard it in top gun he says call the ball maverick call the ball and that's basically telling the guy that's flying the plane um if he says i call the ball i believe that means i've got enough optical aids i can land the plane you don't have to help me you know i've got enough intel with what i can see I think that's what it means, something like that. Anyway, it means to commit to a course of action, make a final decision about a course of action. I wish Hawk would write in a little easier terms to comprehend because I I haven't been in the military, so I'm not 100% sure how to interpret everything he's saying here. But um, it sure sounds fancy, though. No, all militarily. Sorry. Um, Anyway. um, Anyway. Also, just more in now, all major U.S. comm stations are doing emergency test counts to let all the military know that they are up and running for all traffic. Other units reporting in and saying standing by to receive any additional traffic. Serious business, Hawk. So, okay, do we have any other things, any other red flags? Yeah, a lot of others. Damascus, Israeli, Aval... Air naval forces hit 10 Syrian and Iranian Hezbollah targets. Iranian. One of the Israel's largest attacks is reported by Syrian sources to have swept across 10 targets across the country earlier today. Or well, no, that was July 1st. That was yesterday. Next one. Russia offers Iran advanced S-400 air defense systems. This is serious stuff here. Moscow invites Tehran to bid for S-400 aid defense systems. Russia media reported on Sunday, June 30th. Wow. So Russia is totally aligning themselves with Iran, in other words. So I was looking at the comments. I'm, I'm trying to just keep as on top of this as I can. Some people are saying, oh, this is all fake news. There's a, they have no proof that it's fake news. None. And they can't explain all the other stuff going on surrounding this they they that's see the thing is is they want to they want to look at something and say this is fake news like they're like they're god 
Like, I know everything and you know nothing. I know this is fake news because I just know it. And they're not looking at the whole big picture. And all the other stuff that, like, the European Union is doing and that our own presidents are doing and how Pence got called back and how Vladimir Putin and them are meeting with their defense ministers. You're telling me this is nothing happened and that's all just theater happening for no reason not just i understand yeah we're dealing with theater but that doesn't that doesn't make sense it makes no sense at all to me i mean i hope it is but i gotta i gotta tell you about it as a watchman and then there's all these other things that are just ramping up for world war three russia offers iran s-400 air defense weapons you know, Israeli air forces hit 10 Syrian and Iranian Hezbollah targets. Failed, the next report, failed U.S. cyber strike on Shiite rocket control systems in Lebanon stirs war fear in Israel. I mean, we're basically, I mean, you, you could say this is like a cold war right now. We're doing all this, up. I mean, it's not really a cold war when, when Israel is hitting 10 Syrian and Iranian Hezbollah targets it's not really cold it's 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 hot it's just that it hasn't officially been announced yet it's just jockeying this whole situation into position ultimately for world war three according to some middle east intelligence sources the u.s cyber attack specifically targeted the communications network that link hezbollah's rocket commands to its launchers in lebanon this was a test to find out whether a cyber attack could disable Hezbollah rocket attacks on, on Israel. I'm surprised they'd be admitting to this. But again, they did, they just, I gave you the report in one of my recent reports where the U.S. was attacking Iran's uh, computer systems having to do with their their nuclear program. They were, I mean, they admitted it. I'm really surprised they did, but they were. I mean, so, I mean, that's provocation, you know? They're provoking them. No word on the attack has come from the Iraqi militia or its host ally Hezbollah. However, some Middle East sources claim that the American operation failed to achieve its objective, which was to incapacitate the militia's command and the communications of rocket systems. Um, with n another report, with Tehran set to upgrade uranium enrichment, the USS Boxer Strike Force, which is a some kind of battle group, American, USS Boxer Strike Force with Marines reaches Iranian shore. Okay, so there's another provocation. Another one, Israel. Israel's lifespan will only be a half an hour if U.S. attacks Iran. That's what Iran is saying. So they're both. I mean, the rhetoric is very, very, very machismo. Very high level. Manly. Manly rhetoric, you know. Let's get this show on the road, basically. Pretty much from both sides. Uh, I, it's like we've passed the point of diplomacy here, it seems like to me. So, anyway, I give you some more links here in this PDF. And uh, let's see here. Now, here's here's another thing which we could be right in the middle of neck deep within you know a day or so isis threats the united states leading up to the july 4th depicts attacks on new york city and white house isis supporters have featured new york 
and Washington and a threat propaganda leading up to the 4th of July, which is not just our Independence Day, but a key caliphate anniversary. That has included aviation threats. Now, remember what I said before, if we do end up going to war with Iran, when, when that happens, expect all the Iranian sleeper cells to go green, go hot, either that day or in very close proximity, because I think they're finally going to get their wish, and that is to try to kill as many infidels as possible. We've let them in, we've let them train, we've given them their own little Iranian and Muslim training bases all over the country. They're embedded. Our, our, our law enforcement officers have been told to stand down, don't raid their compounds, let them do what they're going to do. They've been observed. They bring in, you know, like six or seven in this one here in North Carolina, up in the mountains here, not too far away from where I'm at. They bring up six or seven one week. They train for a week, and then they bring a new six or seven, and those six or seven go out. They're trained. Then they go and train more people. This has been going on for decades under our own government has sanctioned this so understand that the russian and the chinese troops that are already embedded here on our soil in underground bases and that are seen all around the country myrtle beach gatlinburg all these different places where it's like they're all foreign workers i've been there been to gatlinburg seen it you know They've seen Russians and these training in, you know, you go into national parks and you go into areas that are totally off limits and you'll be confronted by Russians. All of that's been going on by design on purpose for decades. When are they finally going to get to do what they came here to do? And we know what they came here to do because they've been overheard when they would show up in like pawn shops talking fluent Russian, not thinking anybody knew what they were saying. And there was, there was an American or two in there that knew what they were saying in Russian. And it's always the same story. It's always, ah, look, comrade, we've got all of these spoils will soon be ours. You know, they're going to be working with the, Iran, the Iranians to a certain extent. I don't believe the Iranian Muslims are going to have donning light blue helmets. They're going to be the perceived bad guys that have to be. But it's going to be martial law, destabilization, and it's going to give the, the UN the excuse and trump will be all in on it it's going to give the un the excuse to come on the streets of america to restore order would be under martial law most likely and you combine that with the ebola outbreak which they're trying to get that started any possible way you combine that with natural disasters earthquakes uh flooding uh, all the stuff they're already doing dues Dues weapons where they're just going in there and annihilating places. You've got your your next red Doppler ultrasound radars. You've got HARP. You've got the NASA blast wave accelerators that are manipulating weather. You've got the gigantic flood in the in the Midwest now that's just totally taken out. You know millions of acres of cropland. They can't plant. A lot of people are most likely dead from the floods, and they're not reporting on that at all. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. You've got all the stuff going on at the southern border, which I I. Again, make sure you listen to parts one and two on this because I talk a lot about that. I'm going to talk more about that again soon in this study as well. I can't, I mean, the news cycle is so overwhelming and insane. It's just, I, I heard Dave Hodges say something like, I've gotten like three hours per night sleep in the last three days. And I'm like, yeah, I could understand with you trying to keep up with the news cycle, how that could easily be the case. I mean, I feel totally buried and overwhelmed with just trying to keep up with this now. Uh, and I'm not, again, I'm not complaining. It's just, 
it's 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 unlike anything I've ever seen. And now we have we have this where they've already they've already said up front they've featured New York and Washington D.C. and threat propaganda ISIS has leading up to Fourth of July. And in one of the images they say, "Oh no, oh Crusader infidel that you that you are," I guess. Allah willing will soon be pursued will soon be pursued in your own homeland said the New York image you will be pursued in the streets and in the alleyways and you will burn in the flames of the IEDs improvised explosive devices only this time you will feel the pain of what you've been inflicted what you have inflicted for decades upon the Muslims oh yeah because they've been totally innocent they've been totally one and I understand we have done atrocities them our our own government military i understand that i get that we 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 were places we should have never been in order to take the oil or or guard and grow the poppy over in afghanistan and whatever else we were after okay i get that understand that but they're not innocent either okay these guys are beyond savages and I've, i've documented that over and over but anyway he says um you've inflicted upon decades for muslims of killing burning destruction and displacement in refugee camps what is coming will allah willing be directed at you and in your home and see we've done that on purpose to provoke them so then when the time comes they're going to be more than happy and willing to do to kill every single infidel they can because they're going to blame us collectively for what our government and what our military's done and i'm not saying all the military's evil either i'm just saying that you know they've had to participate in some things that you know um where we shouldn't have been over there essentially so be on the lookout until then that's how it ends an image distributed in mid-june depicted a jihadist with a bag in his hand and an rpg perched on his shoulder standing in front of a burning white house uh there was also an image depicting president trump kneeling in an orange jumpsuit in front of a mass jihadist vowing we will spare no effort in terrorizing your masses Today, a document circulated among ISIS supporters stressing that their war is a three-pronged physical, ideological, and psychological. So, remember, when I read stuff like that, I'm not saying it to put fear in you. I'm saying this is their mindset. God has not given us the spirit of fear. I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, and the simple pass on and are punished. So, I'm just saying, you want to foresee this evil. They've They've been telling us they're going to do that. They they're doing it all over the world and never, and they've done they've done a lot of attacks here, and in fact these refinery attacks that we're seeing now are most likely them. But our news is covering up for them because they are ultimately on team evil. Just like the the whole transgender drag queen, they're on team evil, and and you know the MS13 and the and the you know a lot of these groups, although they're very divergent, they're all on the same team, and that's team evil. And ultimately, at the end of the day you know they're going to do satan's bidding because they love evil and they love wickedness so the enemy of my enemy is my friend so that's why i believe they will all be working to a certain extent in concert and then then if they got their way in the end they would probably turn on one another like rabid dogs you know so they could establish supremacy anyway um and while it's far from extraordinary for law enforcement to receive federal cautions about keeping an eye on public, large public gatherings on national holidays, police departments have been alerted to potential not specific threats posed by domestic extremists as well as adherents of ISIS or Al-Qaeda. 
The bulletin issued last week by the FBI, DHS, and National National Counterterrorism Center, which was entitled Large Crowds at Independence Day Celebrations and Parades Present Attractive Targets for Violent Extremists, notes that domestic extremists, quote, have attacked, have attacked perceived oppressors, opponents, or enemies engaged in outdoor First Amendment protected rallies or protests during past summer months. So that was a, there's a warning from our government. That's very, very high on Drudge's reports right now too. And then we have this, and I'm not going to play this whole video. It's like 50 minutes long. I'm only going to play about a little less than 12 minutes. But in the teaching I did two days ago, which will be part one and two for July 1st, that I will be releasing with this teaching, I get into the subject. Now, this is even more of an update on it, okay? And the U.S. is not prepared for the 15,000 Mexican troops on our border that may soon become 140,000. And this is Dave Hodges um, interviewing uh, Marilyn Rupar, I think, is her name. In this segment, we're joined by Marilyn Rupar, and she's a frequent contributor to the Common Sense Show, and you're well aware of the good work that she has done. And today, we're going to be talking about disinformation, um, betrayal, and really downright treason, and all the mystery behind what is going on with regard to our border, the Mexican government, our government. What the hell is going on? Well, we're not going to really be able to fully define everything, but we'll be able to paint a picture so you can see how grim it is. And I just want to say this before we launch into this. I talk to people who work at the border, who've worked at the border, and they're in the dark about what's going on. And some of them are in supervisory positions, and they're in the dark. There is a big agenda at work here. The Common Sense Show is brought to you by the best durable food company in the world. Preparewithdave.com is where you got to go to find out. I've that CODE. Not talked, went in two or three weeks. Now remember, they have to keep us as compartmentalized as possible. And that's why they're in the dark, these top level, because they don't know what the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing at all. And that's how they increasingly want to keep humanity. They don't want us to know what's going on. And they want to totally control the narrative and keep us in, in, the, in the, as much the dark as they possibly can. And um, what's surprising to me is that <laughs> what I'm finding here behind the scenes, I've uh, most of my work for you has been here on, you know, north of the border in America and the U.S. But uh, I, I realize that, you know, we already have locked down who and what the, the cartels are and what, as we say, their business plan is here. So I thought I'd get educated on what is going on in Mexico. And there is so much disinformation. I am looking probably at 20 or 30 articles I'm translating I'm actually going into Mexican websites and translating as much as I can I'm translating videos um, there is no information um, in, in fact it's disinformation because there are conflicting reports we'll get into the conflictions but um, that's what I'm not seeing disinformation betrayal uh, and bait and switch that's really what I'm seeing bait and switch i do see a lot of that myself mm-hmm. you see the betrayal and i do see a lot of deceit on both sides of the border and it's interesting you'd mention going into these foreign websites mm-hmm. i frequently do the same thing 
and Central South America, Africa, and Europe. And I find that you can get information there that this mainstream media in America does not touch. Have you found the same thing? hundred percent. In fact, I had been going, and I still recommend borderlandbeat.com if anyone wants to go there but that's kind of like first grade forgive me but it is you you know they and they're very protective of their government they're not really upfront about what we're talking about here so i thought you know what i need to know what's going on behind the scenes yeah they're not um i'm i'm really getting educated on the structure of mexico that's what i'm going to be working on going forward uh who's who down there uh, the obama types coming forward who the u.n is backing what um you know, Obrador, the president, is, uh, you know, how people are viewing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much confusion on numbers, I can't even tell you. you I know. think that's by design. I'm beginning to form the opinion that they're throwing so much useless material at us that they're hoping that in the noise they can hide what they're really doing. That's a good word for it. There's a lot of hiding going on, and... Um, one of the things we can say, and I think that one of the a lady, one of the reporters from Epoch, Epoch Times or Epic Times, went down to um, the southern border, you know, which borders on Guatemala. Um, it might be good for everybody just to kind of pull up on Bing Maps or wherever you want to go and look at that border and how it's situated. She went down there and she said there's no activity at all. And that's a reporter from one of the top alternative news sites. Now, what what, what do they mean by uh, no activity? <laughs> okay, I've looked at videos. She was down there hanging out, obviously. What that means is I have seen videos where people are getting on the rafts. You know, the migrants are getting on the rafts from Guatemala and Honduran. Haitians are coming across, um, uh, Africans, etc. They're watching them get on the on the. Um, you know, on the rafts, they're they're standing there as they're loading, being loaded on the rafts, and no one is doing anything. They're observing. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. And what it, that comes, you know, go ahead. Go I ahead. was going to say that mm-hmm. what I'm getting from some of these websites, and I just paste the words into Google Translator to find out yeah. what you're saying, and mm-hmm. what I'm being able to ascertain to some degree is that the first of all, the Mexican troops, the National Guard, as they're calling them now, is nowhere to be found. Right. But when they are there to be found, they're like they're at a baseball game just spectating. They do nothing. Yeah, where's the popcorn and beer? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, and another thing is, um, in my notes, the, one of my big headlines here is I said, confusion between who the National Guard is, who and what the national Mexican National Guard is, who the immigration agents are, who the military is, and the police. They call, and when you go into Google Translate... Or translation, they only call them quote unquote in lowercase elements, E L E M E N T S. That's one combined amount. They don't break it down to who's who. And who's, like in our country, we know who is supposed to do what and where and why. None of that. None of that is being disclosed. We don't know who's who down there and what their jobs are. And do you think this translation is is obscure or is it actually no. the message that's obscure? No, I've translated it back and forth a few times if I'm not. Elements is the term that is being used. That's what you, the translation would be. Our term would be troops. 
okay, generic troops. But then you have to go back to the agreement. We have to go back to the agreement that Trump made with uh, Obrador, the president, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And that was to have 6,000, quote, National Guard troops, okay, doing work, I'm assuming, between two board, the both of the borders. Mm-hmm. None of that is going on. I have so much that I've discovered here. I'll get into it in a minute or so, but there's such a thing called beta groups, B-E-T-A groups. They're within the immigration ministry. There, there is a law. Oh, my gosh, am I upset? That's all right. <laughs> there, their job is to basically powder and uh, powder the rear ends of the migrants as they get all the way through Mexico. There is a law that's on the books. Law number 71 in 2011 during Obama's reign and you know, regime was put on the books so that it this is why we are curious. How is it that these folks, many of them do not even have, you know, because I taught English, as you know, fourth and fifth grade educations. Many of them are illiterate. So how do they come across our border and start demanding their rights? There is a group called the beta group within the immigration um, agency. What do you want to call it? Institute of Immigration, they call it. And their job is to educate the migrants on all of this. They are located, there's about, I don't know, a thousand of them throughout the north. They're, they're actually set up, there's a map that they give to the migrants and phone numbers. That, and they, they basically know all of their trafficking routes and they help them along the way to get through the difficult areas. They'll give them water, etc. So this is how they are arriving here, demanding their rights, because it's a law in, as of 2011 in Mexico that these people are to give this information to the migrants to get them into our country. So Don't get me upset. Now, this is part of the Mexican government program. Is that correct? Yes, it's the Institute of Immigration. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this might be premature to jump ahead. If it is, we can table and come back to it. But I've been reading that the prison system and the migration division of the Mexican government have now merged. Is there, you know, any, I, is there any significance no. behind this? No, forgive me. I looked in further into that. Some of the translation, like you said, is this really the translation? I thought that, but what is going on? There's a shakeup. What's going on, there is a shakeup within the immigration and um, prison system. There's a fight between the interior secretary and the penitentiary or, or prison system. And there's a guy who's who's the foreign secretary. He kind of reminds me of a future Obama-type person. He's got his nose in this business. My guess is he is, well, he, he was a mayor in um, Mexico City. He has a background in safe cities with the UN. He was tapped as one of the first mayors in small city mayor to be tapped by the United Nations for safer cities. He's a globalist, etc. When Trump pressed Mexico you know, for the for the tariff arrangement, you know, threat that he had on them. This guy, his name is Marcelo Ebrard, E B R A R D, Ebrard. He called in the United Nations, and there's a picture of him on the internet sitting and talking to the United Nations. So the United Nations, in my opinion, Dave, is definitely what is going on behind the scenes that we don't see. 
They're directing this and probably Soros. Let, let me give you another link to that thought. You're exactly yeah. right. On April the 9th, and I have published this a couple of times in a Washington. Okay, so they go on for that's the 13 minute mark. They go on to 51 minutes. And I, I it, it's important information, but I just wanted you to kind of understand, have a little more insight into what what they're actually doing at the southern border and how this is all being set up and done by design on purpose to i mean man <clears throat> i wish i could report back to you on a weekly basis you know i don't know it looks like things are getting better and, and things are kind of like calming down and cooler heads are prevailing and, and it looks like we've had a victory here or there but i i just at this point i, I can't really do that because that's not what's happening it's it's just all building to this crescendo this zenith that i see coming where you know the switch is ultimately going to get pulled and i think i don't know how many agendas are going to go hot on, on the same day or with a in within a very close proximity but i would think from a satanic standpoint in order to create the maximum amount of order out of chaos and, and that people would be willing to accept martial law um the maximum amount of chaos they can create more people will be much more willing to accept that because they'll be like well, what what choice do we have that type of thing now coincidentally and this is regarding just with trump again trump just decided to end the effort to aid add citizenship to the question citizenship citizenship question to the 2020 census because he doesn't want to know if you're a citizen meaning if you're an illegal alien or not he doesn't want to know that doesn't it, it's irrelevant at this point because if they're here illegally they have more rights and we don't have any right to ask them if they're here illegally or not obviously because we don't have a border the border's gone it's out of control the border patrol agents have all said that pretty much anyone that's being honest they've totally lost control of it thousands pouring over every single day you've got disease ridden congolese migrants that are coming i just saw another report today on that <laughs> this is just it just keeps getting better every day um it was something to the effect of thirty-five thousand more are on their way and they're coming because it's the words got back to africa and George Soros is evidently all more than happy to, to load them on the ships or however they're getting them over here. Um, C-40 planes, I don't know. Ships, barges, I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. That I haven't seen yet, but there's got to be a way that they're getting them all over here. And so now the floodgates are really going to be opened, especially if they know that they're going to come over here with a roll full of hundreds that George Soros is going to give them, that they can put their diseased hands on and then spread throughout the country so I mean, you know it's it's just things that never look better actually i mean it's it's really looking good i, mean, I just i can't deny it um let's see here so yeah so he's ended the effort to add a citizenship question i mean obviously if you have a census it doesn't matter if you're a citizen here all that matters is that you're here so just tell us about your family, how many are in your household, and all the other invasive questions I'm sure they'll, they'll ask. But you don't have to tell us if you're here illegally. Of course not. That's, that's irrelevant. Because you're all legal now. 
Dale Ho, director of voting rights project at the American Civil Liberties Union, which is Satan, essentially, satanic organization, which was among the plaintiffs trying to block the question. Now, see, Trump was supposedly trying to get the question on there, but all of a sudden, he just changed like the last day and said, no, it's not important. I'm not even going to try to fight it. Well, the, the American Civil Liberties Union, which is Satan, was among the plaintiffs trying to block the question. Of course, because they want as many illegal aliens here as possible to destroy the country. And and his his um, he made a statement that said, everyone in America counts on the census. In other words, if you're here illegally or not, it doesn't matter if you're a criminal here, um, illegal alien that goes out and drunk drives and kills the gringos and, and all the people and rapes girls and things of this nature because there's a gigantic, huge problem with these illegals raping are women that's totally suppressed uh, i've got into those statistics before that's just one of the many atrocities they commit uh they're at a, a unbelievably higher exponential rate of, of committing a crime than a normal american citizen that's here legally that was born here the crime rates just you can't even compare the two but everyone in america counts in this census and today's decision means we all win yeah i feel like a winner because of this i really do we all win i mean the, the borders are wide open anyway so you know at this point okay i just had to add this breaking report in and it's called ground zero in oregon which i've been reporting on oregon what's going on there a lot in the uh recent teachings and uh because i feel like Oregon really is ground zero for what they want to bring. And I understand California too, but Oregon is where right now there's the most amount of violence and thuggery going on in association with the agenda they're trying to implement. I mean, it's, and I think part of it's due because there's a lot of Oregonians that have a backbone and they're resisting this from the senators that walked out of the vote and stayed out of the state until after it was uh, a couple days or yesterday after july 1st i believe that uh, something ha happened where um it, it, bare minimum it had to get pushed way forward that was why they all fled the state and they were sending out state troopers trying to track these senators down to basically drag them back in for a vote on this and hey those guys had a backbone the people in oregon there are a lot of people that have backbones and i mean i i commend them they're actually doing what we need to do in mass they're doing what they're doing in hong kong right now protesting this thing where that i'm going to be talking about that a listener was asking me to report on about the um people in hong kong and especially the christians where china's trying to extradite they're trying to pass this law where they can extradite anybody in Hong Kong that basically, you know, <laughs> doesn't line up with the, uh, doesn't like the party line of China. It's essentially what it boils down to. And we're going to be looking at that. But this is not a war um, that, and I understand it's a spiritual war. I get that. Our, our, we battle not against flesh and blood. But there's different aspects of that too. And, and you know, when you don't do anything even from a from a peaceful protest standpoint if you don't even take it that far as a nation against tyranny well they're gonna just run roughshod over you 
there in other words it's i i do believe it's more than just getting on our knees in prayer and 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 then if we just did that and we did nothing else meaning we never nobody ever peacefully protested and nobody ever called their congressmen or senators or presidents to let them know that they're against this there's other aspects of warfare that are necessary is what i'm talking about here yes i do believe the most important part is like prayer and fasting and these types of things by far um but in oregon man there's a lot of people that there that have backbones and they are coming against this stuff and um this report starts out by saying i am writing this as a follow-up on past articles about the fiery tensions in oregon due to um due to kate brown and her super majority shoving the h bill 2020 down rural Oregonians throats that's i believe the bill that the senators walked out on and stayed gone until a day ago i will also touch on antifa violence being condoned in portland also the sneaky emergency clause vote on giving illegal aliens driver's licenses i mean they're doing everything over there wicked first let's follow up on hb 2020 the republicans have returned to salem i guess is their capital Local news has reported that the cap-and-trade bill was dead, and that's why they waited to return there. Okay, they were out of the state, the Republicans, these, I believe, state senators or whatever. But today, Kate Brown is planning on circumventing the will of the people and using executive power to shove through the devastating climate change bill called HB 2020, which will totally devastate that state economically. And that's what they want to do. They want to get us all into stack and pack cities, get us all out of the country, and and they've got to enact bills like this under the guise of climate change and not grieving Mother Gaia and all this other garbage. Because they want to not only do they want to depopulate the planet, but they want to make sure they can control us. And so this is all part of it. So the question stands: At what point can we actually declare Governor Kate Brown a dictator? Well, I, I'd say you could have declared it, you know, a good month ago. She is knowingly and willingly going against the will of the people and following her own agenda. Once again, she is scared to let this bill go to a vote because more than half of the state would shoot the bill down in an easy majority. And they know that. They've done, I'm sure, internal polling, and they know that. So they're trying to circumvent all that. And the Republicans aren't going to let them do it. The These, I guess, state senators or whatever, they're not going to let them do it. So, you know, um, she's only got one one option left i guess which is total usurping of the law and dictatorship second i was just in portland the day of the riots because there was just gigantic riots there which left an elderly man reporter and several others with severe head trauma caused by the domestic terrorist group called antifa um oh man this is just getting so bad mayor ted wheeler and governor kate brown turned their backs and allowed these terrorists to run roughshod over members of the public using metal bars, fast food drink cups filled with quickcrete in them. Quickcrete, I've worked with quickcrete a lot. When I used to install satellites with my dad, we would have to pour um, a lot of concrete in order to set a metal pole to put a gigantic 10-foot dish up there, a 10-foot satellite dish. A 10-foot satellite dish, you got to have a lot of concrete in the ground and a big metal pole going pretty far down because that's going to catch a lot of wind and if you didn't have enough concrete and the the pole wasn't sturdy enough that thing would buckle over or you know it had to stay true to plumb and it had to be straight up and down in order to my dad had to do all the calculations at the end every time we installed a satellite dish 
which was based on these angles of they're called angles of declination and he had to determine like what satellites were in the sky and the satellite dish had to go in this arc in order to hit all the satellites just perfect but that that was predicated on the pole being straight up and down so i've poured a lot of quickcrete in my life okay i mean bags of it hauled it poured it and there's different kinds of quickcrete there i mean again maybe they've gotten newer whiz banger ones now but there were where it's just the standard quickcrete which would just set up like um i i think uh maybe like normally and then there's there were other different types you could buy that would set up quicker now i'm assuming that this quickcrete they're using in these drink cups was probably the kind that set very quickly and that's the kind we would use because we would want that pole to set as quickly as possible so that we could actually start mounting the satellite on it uh, sorry i told you all that but that was just a part of big part of my life growing up i had a lot of different jobs um they would fill them the cups with quickcrete and uh pepper spray and other blunt objects so they're right now we're getting right to the point where it's going to go lethal here you're going to have antifa showing up is is and the more they get away with this the more the their the newer order is giving them the green light to say yeah you know you might want to take it up a notch there you know why not just you know why not start bringing machetes why not start bringing um guns with real bullets stuff like that that's where this is going to go to obviously um and other such blunt, blunt objects as police batons antifa has approval from the portland police to do as they wish while the portland police department stands idle during the tax that's what they're doing now they're standing idle so they could pretty much do whatever they want so if i'm just telling any of my listeners if you're engaged in any of this stuff understand the enemy the enemy is being unfettered now if you tried to do this to them you would be taken i'm sure probably 30 days in the electric chair and i'm not saying we should do that i'm not saying that we should go out there and engage them and resort to violence and get on their level i'm not saying that at all but um i'm i'm giving people just a heads up in general what to expect if you show up to one of these things um on a side note antifa even has youth camps now showing kids and teens how to commit domestic terrorism they do and this is all sanctioned by our own government okay um if you think any of these losers who assaulted these people will actually get charged you haven't lived in a com in the in communist oregon where the leftists always get a pass it's just a dog and pony show I've, I've had this confirmed by so many listeners i i over the years i can't even tell you i mean man i did i remember when i was in portland last time i was in oregon was i was in portland on that 14 city tour with the avion flu i did a portland and that was a really we had a really good turnout that night like 200 some people and i don't think things had gotten really bad then it was 2006 and i mean i don't know i was taken from the airport to my hotel stay in my hotel do my presentation go to bed get back on a plane the next day and fly out so i didn't really see a lot of portland but i mean i just didn't sense it was near that bad when i was there i think it's gotten a lot worse since 2006 at least um so the question is how long will it take until antifa kills someone and I suspect the outrage will be non-existent by the media. Of course it will. They love death and evil. Below are the Antifa members who assaulted the deadly wep- who who assaulted with deadly weapons several people. Now, I tried to copy and paste the picture. They're all a bunch of loser white people, which is just so sickening. I could understand maybe like illegal aliens being there, 
saying gringo give us back our but no they're all white people i mean we're talking the most brainwashed devils you can imagine i'm, I'm a white guy so I'm, I'm saying this about and you see this so much with social justice warriors they're like white people that have bought into all the brainwashing and all the guilt tripping and hate themselves so much that they go out and they think that they're doing you know satan's bidding by by acting like they're the most they're the ones that are the most enraged with all the conservative white men in particular and conservatives and second amendment people and they have to be the instruments of unrighteousness to set us all in our place and we're so wrong and they're gonna smash us over the you know the head with whatever they've got to do in order to implement their i mean these are the most degenerate scum just about walking the planet that's what antifa is and every single one of them in this picture pretty much was some a white woman or a white guy just unbelievable how brainwashed the the white race is you know i mean it's it's pathetic now i'm not talking about my listeners i'm talking about the social justice warriors have drank the the um the liberal kool-aid and are asking for another cup so uh let's see here and okay yeah so they show the antifa i tried to copy and paste it didn't it didn't copy my, my word doc probably said i don't want that picture on my page so i'm not going to copy and paste it so just stop <laughs> so i couldn't figure out how to do it but it, it, all the other pictures that came through fine but that one it can't but you i'll give you a link that you can go look at it i am sure mayor ted wheeler posted bail for them since it is reported uh several members on his staff are antifa members well, of course, of course. And I just saw him marching in a gay parade too, uh, the mayor there. So I, I'm pretty sure it was him. Anyway, uh, just total, absolute, wicked, evil, degenerate, slime bag behavior. That's now the norm now in the big cities in particular. And some big cities are a lot worse than others. Third, if you think that it's all hot air coming from Kate Brown about using emergency clauses to pass bills the population doesn't want, guess again. In 2014, Measure 88 was struck down uh, 66 to 34%. The bill was to give driver's licenses to illegal aliens. Yeah. The supermajority in Salem this weekend used an emergency clause without the approval of the public to push through a new bill allowing illegals to have a license, though. So, see, they're just, they're just going to do whatever they want, pretty much. That's how this country is moving where you know he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey like the prey of an animal and they're framing they're creating wickedness and evil by a law like the bible talks about it says like they create mischief by a law but that's wickedness essentially that's what's going on happening that's the norm now if you need any more proof that we're in deep trouble over here in oregon i would have no problem showing you more Corruption, thuggery, tyrannical governing, and voter suppression have become commonplace here in Oregon. If Kate Brown dictates we must accept her Agenda 21 fraud, House Bill 2020, I am almost positive to you, you will witness a fracture in this state which could spread to other states in which laws are being dictated by a few cities. Yep, that's why I'm giving you the heads up here on all this because I want you to be aware of the major things going on. I can't make you aware of everything, but I can make you aware of the big issues that i'm seeing could really turn into something bad now we're going to switch gears here a little bit from a 32 year 
person in the trucker business. Bottom line, the most important industry in this country is on the verge of collapsing. Bloodbath barely covers it. This is a this was in the Q um, Q alerts where they send in reports to Steve Quayle, and he's got a separate section in there where his listeners write in. Okay, just like I'll post listeners stuff for my listeners as well. Good morning, Steve. As you know, I've been trucking for 20, 32 years. I was just reading an article you posted about trucking. That article is 95% spot on. Although I think the economy isn't entirely to blame, when the ELD mandate kicked in, it caused a dramatic slowdown and in turn a capacity problem with trucking. Now, if you want to know what that ELD mandate, I looked it up and I give you a link here that explains, but it's very complicated and convoluted and big brotherish. So if you want to know more about it, I give you a link here. Okay. Initially, there were not enough trucks. And again, this is on the PDF for... um, July 3rd, 2019. Initially, there were not enough trucks to cover all the freight of a growing economy, and that drove rates to an all-time high, uh, meaning the rates the truckers were, were being paid. Okay, The response was that companies and owners and owner-operators expanded substantially because there was such a high demand. Everyone bought loads of new equipment, too much too fast. One of my customers added 10,000 trailers last year like semi-trailers, 10,000, just one of his customers. Now we have the opposite problem. Way too many trucks. Year over year, um, 2018 to 2019, the industry capacity is up by 52%. More trucks on the road, all fighting for the same loads, which in turn has caused rates to plummet. So now they can't even probably make a living because the rates are plummeting because there's the glut of trucks. Fact is, I've been offered loads at 1991 rates whoa yeah it's that bad okay almost rates from almost like 30 years ago not quite but almost i suggest to you that we are absolutely in a freight recession and what happened to housing in 08 yeah remember the housing collapse in 08 everybody was buying and buying and buying real and all of a sudden it crashed and then the houses weren't worth anything my parents house the one that they lost in 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 that whole thing with the with my dad that I've talked about so many different times, which wasn't their fault, but they ended up losing their house as a result of it. It was appraised before 08 at like a million. It was around a million. And then after 08, it it plummeted to like, I think the, the guy that ended up getting it got it for like a hundred and something thousand dollars. We're talking a monstrosity of a house with a gigantic pool and unbelievable like, artwork and media rooms that are i mean a lot of the furniture was like built into the house i mean it was it was like the i guess the ultimate party house that's what they really used it for i mean not every night but they they had a lot of really big parties in this gated community they lived in and they had the best house to do it by far i mean and boy i don't miss that house though (laughs) boy you talk about upkeep Ooh, no, I've learned to live simply and like simple. I, I don't, I, I never wanted that anyway. That was my parents' deal. But um, anyway, yeah, that that's how much their house plummeted. Now, it was in also in a very, very bad section of Florida that was hit the hardest, like, like top five hardest hit in the whole country, Lee County, Florida. So that was another reason it plummeted so much. But... Anyway, um, going back to this, um, 
he's afraid what happened in an 08 to housing is about to happen to trucking. You just can't pay a $3,000 or more truck payment running for a dollar a mile. Luckily, I have been at this long enough that I saw the signs and I got out while I was ahead. I sold all my remaining equipment six weeks ago. Wow. So he's really, he's really practicing what he's preaching here. Since then, I've watched a lot of people, big and small, do the same. Bottom line, the most important industry in this country is on the verge of collapsing. Bloodbath barely covers it. Well, I got a feeling that all the little guys are going to sell their equipment off, and then in the end, all you're going to have are the big conglomerate ones that can go, just like they just want big agri to take over. And that's why they're destroying all these farms in the Midwest with all these the little guy farmers out there trying to bring crops, to, and then they can't do it, so they're going to have to you know, sell their farms and stuff. Well, they want big agri. They want big everything to take over society and for the little guy to just be phased out totally because that is ultimately one of the main weapons of controlling us. And I believe that's why this is happening. I believe, it looks like it's going to happen with trucking to me. Um, when this begins in earnest, no part of the country will be exempt, exempt from its effects. Now here's another report that heavily uh, factors into this. National emergency as U.S. farm crops fail. Food shortages by late July, food riots thereafter. National emergency as U.S. farm crops fail, you prepared. Food crisis of 2019 is here. The collapse of the U.S. farming production system is in full swing and food food shortages will begin hitting Americans by July. Others in the rest of the world by August. If you have failed to heed this website's advice to prep, then you may very well go hungry. This um, this is a crisis the likes of which I have never seen before in this country. This is just one of the crises that have never been seen before in this country. Going on right now. Here is the stark truth about what our nation faces. Torrential rains have been hammering the heartland in America for months. That's all by design. That's weather warfare against the Midwest, okay? Uh, and at this point, and that, there's been all kind of guys with videos where they where they track the Doppler, the next red Doppler ultrasounds, and they're doing all this energy production in the Midwest to keep more and more rain falling. Okay, I, I, the videos are up there. The problem is, is if I play something like that, you can't see the visual. But that Mike Morales guy that we're going to talk about later, I think, uh, shows a lot about that. And I'll, I'll give you a link to his YouTube channel. Anyway, you know, just so much I can report on, but. Uh, so torrential rains have been hammering the heartland of america for months at this point vast stretches of the farmland in the middle of the country are nothing but mud and as a result endless rain and unprecedented flooding that we've witnessed millions of acres of farmland have nothing planted on them at all in 2019 um and that is a fact most farmers were able to get seeds planted despite the deplorable conditions and now they're desperately hoping they will actually grow now what we're looking at here and if you look at the pdf if you're if you can follow along or you can reference it later uh, Indiana. Here, here's a cornfield in Indiana. And they're showing a picture on June 11, 2018. That cornfield. Now they're showing a picture a year later, June 9, 2019. And, okay, so the corn in Indiana on June 11, 2018, oh, it looks to be about three and a half to four feet high. The corn planted on June 9, 2019, a year later, at the same time in the year, essentially, it looks to be about maybe getting close to a foot off the ground. So, in other words, it's way, way, way behind where it should normally be. Illinois, same thing. Nebraska, same thing. Kansas, same thing. Evidently, farmers take 
pictures, some farmers take pictures of their field on specific dates so that they can compare them from year to year, uh, which is brilliant, really. And their show, every single one of these is just horrid. Um, let's see here. So, unfortunately, I am on a farm, on farm after farm, what is coming out of the ground looks absolutely terrible. Even if we get ideal weather conditions for the rest of the summer, there are no way many of these fields will be ready before the first hard frost arrives. As you'll see, because see, they've only got so much time until the first hard frost arrives, and when that happens, it's game over. So, um, as you will see below, the truth is that we are potentially facing the most widespread crop failures in all of U.S. history. This is the biggest news story in America so far, and the mainstream media is finally starting to understand the gravity of what we're facing. I'm not seeing anything on mainstream media, but maybe he is. Just consider the following quote from a recent Quartz article. The story, the stories across the Midwest are wrenching. Scrolling through, it's hashtag no plant 19, meaning they're not planting in 2019, turns up dozens of posts about farmers staring at soggy fields or farm equipment foundering in deep mud. It's likely many will see their harvest devastated before this year and global grain prices could spike. And it's all cascading. It's all, everything affects everything else. But of course, a picture is worth, worth a thousand words. So let me share a before and after photo that a farming couple took in Indiana named Kyle and Tori Klein recently shared on Facebook. And I post the picture here. According to Tori, the corn was almost above Kyle's head at this same time last year. But today he... It is barely out of the ground. So it shows the picture of Kyle. He's six foot three. Um, and the corn was above his head a year ago. Okay. Showed him in the cornfield. You can't even see, you can barely see the top of his head. And his hands are above the cornfield. And he's six foot three. Okay. So the corn, the corn looked to be about six foot five inches by this time last year. Um, now, this time this year, it's barely up to his ankles. It looks like, you know, it's been, you know, it's just coming out of the ground. Same time. Uh, most corn around our area is luckily, luckily to even be out of the ground, let alone knee high at this point. It's the reason food and gas prices will be getting higher as the summer goes on. I pray for those who didn't, didn't or still haven't gotten their crops in. This year will be, and again, it's something to add to your prayer list. This year will be one to remember. And of course, the clients are far from alone. All over the nation, farmers are facing either dramatically reduced yields or no harvest at all. Let me share four more extremely disturbing before and after photos where that were recently posted on Facebook by T.D. Hale. Um, let me see if I can move this around here. Okay. Um, this is not a drill. And widespread crop failures are going to have dramatic implications for all of us in the months ahead. Now, they're showing... A field here and there's corn growing out of it and the corn looks to be about maybe three two to three feet high and this is on facebook it says this is from a guy named peter bergkamp accurate picture of how the spring 2019 has been so far yes that is a turtle swimming around our corn it it is literally submerged it looks like it's growing in a lake and there's a turtle swimming around the corn swimming so yeah, the corn's probably about three feet high, and the, the water appears to be about two, at least a foot deep. And that's in a cornfield, and that's not unusual. So they're saying that 
Um, food prices are going to go much higher. I urge you to get prepared while you still can. They're saying gas prices will too because see the gas prices, you know, they put all that ethanol from the corn in the gas, which destroys our engines, you know, and we don't need it because, you know, we've, we've got plenty of gas here. We don't need to import anything, but you know, they've got to have us dependent upon, on, you know, Arab oil so that when we go to war with them, they, they'll have an excuse to say, well, we can't help. We're charging you seven, eight bucks a gallon. It's all, again, it's all to bleed us dry. I believe it's being done all by design on purpose. I don't trust anything out of this corrupt, wicked government at this point at all. Anything out of Trump, I don't believe any of it. It's it's all designed to destroy us and um, get us dependent upon Big Brother and ultimately kill us off. Now, sorry, you know, I'm sorry. And I, again, I would always revert back to the Lord Jesus Christ, but that's what their goal is. And if anything, this ministry has confirmed that to you over and over. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So it should be of no wonder about any of this um i'm not saying god's gonna let them get away with every single thing they're trying to implement god's pushed back their agenda many many times it's just i've never seen it so bad as it is now i've never seen it so right on the cusp of going it's not even on the cusp it is going in a very very negative direction it's just that a lot of us haven't felt it maybe quite economically yet and we are not officially into world war three yet so maybe it doesn't seem real to a lot of people but we could be there very, very quickly from the information, obviously, we're looking at. I mean, just this one teaching, these two teachings that I will be posting, and I think they're going to be anywhere from between the two teachings, four to five parts. I mean, if you had never heard about me before and you just listened to this one teaching, I think it'd be enough to make a pretty good case that things are in pretty dire looking here. Uh According to John Newton, the chief economist at the American Farm Bureau Federation, we have never faced anything like this since I've been working in agriculture. We are truly in an unprecedented territory here, and it won't take much at all to turn the 2019 into a complete and utter failure. If the weather is absolutely perfect for the next few months, 2019 will, be, will still be a horrible, horrible year for farmers in the middle of the country. But if the rain doesn't stop, or if there is too much heat, or... A very early hard frost which they could create all that stuff you know we could and again i'm not saying our prayers couldn't avert that but i don't think many christians are praying about next rad doppler ultrasound radars manipulating weather systems so there's just not a lot of prayer now i'm not saying that shouldn't mean that we shouldn't pray about it i just prayed about it today but the thing is is if we had millions and millions of Christians praying about these issues, and that's why I have the prayer request at the start of my PDFs, okay, and I try to add to it, and I know I don't have everything on there, but it's pretty big right now. It's covering a lot of bases. Um, if we had millions, millions of Christians just doing that one thing alone, praying and or fasting, and they were right with God, I mean, we could move mountains. But it's just that I don't think there's very much of that going on. And a lot of Christians just aren't aware of it. So the devil wants to keep them in the dark. You know, lest we be ignorant of his devices, lest he get an advantage of us, talking about Satan. We're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Because then he gets an advantage of us. My children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea. So that's what we're talking about here. Um, so... 
if the, if the rain doesn't stop or if there's too much heat or very early hard frost happens, we could be facing a natural nightmare that is beyond what most of us might even dare to imagine. Okay, now that's their words. It's not mine. I'm not saying God's not in control. Um, I'm going to give you this one last report here, and then we're going we're gonna to have to stop for part one and go to part two. Uh, the situation with the farmers in, in the agricultural business is worse than is being reported. My dad is a farmer in Ohio who for the first time in his life is not planting his crops. This is another one to Steve Quayle. The situation with the farmers in the agricultural business is worse than is being reported. My dad is a farmer in Ohio who for the first time in his life is not planting his crops and is taking no planting insurance. The insurance will only be enough to maybe even break even. The farmers who have... Um, the, in other words, it's not worth it if he's just going to break even to take out the insurance the farmers who have contracts to rent ground still owe rent to the landowner even if they aren't planning anything unless the landowner agrees to lower the rent for that year and remember these are all mom and pop ones we're talking about here this is who they want to eliminate so that only big agra is remaining just like walmart wants to eliminate all the mom and pop stores and all the you know so that there's no other thing you can go to but walmart that type of thing it's the same mentality uh let's see here the farmers okay he said most of what has been planted hasn't been planted in optimal ground conditions which will decrease yields and could have trouble maturing and producing a decent crop you know we just confirmed that in the last report another big concern is having enough grain to feed livestock the local grain elevators have canceled the sale of their current supply and are scrambling to get enough grain for their livestock feeds that they make. Well, yeah, because there's no crops coming out of the ground, so now they don't have enough grain to feed the livestock. Hay is also going to be in low supply. A lot of alfalfa was killed off over the winter. They still haven't been able to get in the fields for the first cutting of grass hay, and the grass hay is super important for feeding cattle and, and those types of things and other animals which means the second cut might not be as good if they can't get the first cutting done. Another local farmer that raises cattle said if they can't get enough feed, enough to feed their herd, they have to get rid of them. So see the cascading effect here, how it's going to affect farm animals, it's going to affect food prices, it's going to, you know, gas prices, all this stuff. This is a cascading type thing. I felt a very ominous feeling in my spirit when I was listening to all of this. It was confirming that what I've been hearing in my spirit this last week, Ezekiel 14, 13, what a verse. When the land sinneth against me and I break its staff of bread. Yeah. I, I was in the post office today and a lady comes in there. She's, she's always taking in packages when I am. And I, I kind of got the sense she was a Christian because she like wears a, like she'll wear like a, uh, like a long denim skirt. You a lot of times see that with, with the Baptist women. N nothing against it. I think it's great. But you'll see that a lot with them. I, but I just didn't get the feeling she's a Baptist. I don't know. I got... You just sense things about people, you know? And it said... Um, I'll, look, I'll, I'll tell you the verse here in a second. Um, okay, I kind of had forgotten what verse it was. But I mean, and this is just off the cuff. But the verse was Ezekiel 25... Uh, 17 and it says and i will execute great vengeance upon them with furious rebukes and they shall know that i am the lord when i shall lay my vengeance upon them so i gotta believe 
a lady walking around with a shirt like that. I mean, it was just this big Ezekiel. It was just right on the front, you know. And um, I gotta believe she's probably pretty, probably pretty awake. I mean, unless she's in some like fringe cult or something. I don't know. I didn't really get that impression. But <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that before. But uh, and anyway, um, yeah. But it's it's true. It's true. And. And it, it reminds me of this Ezekiel 14, 13. When the land sinneth against me and I break its staff of bread. What were we just talking about with the fields flooding? Our staff of bread is being broken. Okay, yeah, and you could say, yeah, but it's all weather warfare. They're do yes, but before God wasn't letting them do it. And God's in control. And now it's happening. And although they're not saying anything about in the news because they always keep you in dark, the dark to the last possible second i've told you about that's what they do with pandemics and everything else that they're doing they're doing it right now with the submarine thing it doesn't mean it's not happening i mean this isn't hearsay this isn't something where oh i heard this rumor it's like thousands and thousands of farmers that are flooded that you can go and observe and know and they're posting all these pictures all over facebook and the internet saying this is what our crops look like now, and this is what they look like a year ago. We're not going to be able to bring, I mean, and all the other stuff that we just talked about. It's not a rumor. It's real. So if food prices don't start to skyrocket, like, I don't know, he's saying by July, uh, maybe it'll take longer. I don't know, but it'd be, it'd be pretty miraculous if they didn't, I would say. Because this is not a rumor. This is real. Uh, then he goes on to say our nation's bread, back, bread basket is definitely breaking. I'm telling everyone I know that will listen to stock up on some food. Thank you for all you do for waking me up and others for truth. Um, now, um, I'm going to go ahead and end part one here. And we will go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.